<clears throat> Ashley Brock reading Diane Palmer's book, Ethan. And again, there's chapters in this book from where I've read them so many times that when I'm just in the mood to read, I skip them, but I'm not going to for you guys. It's chapter 8. It's a really long chapter. So buckle in, and it's not just like um, with Justin. You get mad, but then you get happy again. So, Ashley Brock reading Diane Palmer's book, Ethan, chapter 8. Arabella was much more embarrassed than Ethan or his indomitable parent. She called her de delightedly and stiffened in Ethan's arms. Ah, should you put me down? Arabella asked. Why? Ethan only got was just getting to the good part. <laughs> I thought I thought I already had from what Miriam said, Curian replied, and then spoiled her disapproving mother stands by mercy and intellect. You two are heading straight for a fire and so I'm told. Shameful behavior in Arabelle, such an innocent you raised an eyebrow Ethan. How could you in other platitudes season <laughs> I had a lot of cooperation, and he returned with a wicked glance at Arabel. Miriam said that to you, Gloria nodded. You put me down, you corrupting influencer, and real muttered struggling. I knew you'd leave me straight if I wasn't careful. He said her gently on her feet. Would you like to try again? And I seem to remember finding the line exquisitely responsive on my bed. He glanced Corey. She said it was your idea. Actually, it was, Corey confessed. I didn't know what else to do. I was absolutely certain that Miriam would pay, make t a play for you. And I had a fairly good idea why. I think she's pregnant. <laughs> so Aaron Bell told me. He rubbed a hand over his broad chest, staring appreciatively at the younger of the two women. We're getting married. Aaron Bella doesn't know it yet, but you might go ahead and start making the arrangements, and we'll get her to the altar before she has time to work it out. Good idea, Corian laughed delighted. Oh, Arabella, I could be more I couldn't be more pleased. You'll be the most wonderful daughter in law. But Arabella began looking for mother to son with these eyes. She will at that. Ethan agreed. I'll take her downtown tomorrow to Byron. What do you think about having the wedding at the Messages Church? Reverend Bolin could perform the service. Yes, he'd do nicely, and we can have the reception at the Jacobsville Inn. It's big enough. I'll ask Shelby Ballinger if she'd help with the arrangement. She did the most beautiful job with her charity fashion show last month. Amazing how well she manages her volunteer work. And there's two sons at the same time. Do that. He's in reply. Now, how about the invitations? I don't think her barrel tried again. That's a good idea. Don't. Ethan said approvingly, folded his arms across his chest, and turned back to his wife. Then he handled the invitations. It's my wedding, Arabella burst out. Surely I can do something to help. Of course you can, he said. You can try on the wedding gown and take her to the best store in Houston, I told about it. Find the most expensive gown they have. Don't let her get away with something ordinary. I won't, Corian promised. A white wedding, she said. I never thought I'd live to see you happily married, Ethan. He was watching Arabella with an odd kind of tenderness. Neither did I. Not like this, he said huskily, and his eyes blazed. But it's only to get Miriam out of his life for good. Arabella wanted to wail. He doesn't love me. He wants me. I make him whole again physically, but that's not the reason to get married. <clears throat> 
She started to tell him that, but he was already going back into his room. I think I'll lock the door just in case. He chucked good night, mother. He stared at me. Good night, little one. Good night, Ethan. Aaron Bella said softly, but there's just one thing. He closed the door before she could tell him what it was. I hate to look smug, but I can't help it. Corrin said with a smile. She walked down the hall with Aaron Marion was so certain that she could get under Ethan's skin again, I couldn't bear to see her hurt him so badly twice. He was different with her at supper, Aaron Bellin said, voice in her biggest fear that Ethan was once again falling under his ex-wife's spell. Corrin glanced at her. Ethan is deep. Don't worry. He won't marry you just to chase Marion away. I guarantee it. She added looking as if she wanted to say something more, but she shrugged and smiled. Straight, smile faintly. I better get to bed. Sleep tight, darling, and congratulations. Nothing happened there, and Bella blurted out. I don't know what Miriam said. Corin <laughs> patted her cheek. I know, and I know my son. You don't have to tell me anything, but she had a little bit. Men who aren't frustrated don't look like Ethan looked when he went back into his room. I'm old, but I'm not blind. Night. Aaron Bella stared after her, nervous and uncertain. She went on down the hall, hoping against hope that she wouldn't account Miriam on the way to her room. <sighs> she should have known the woman would be lying and wait for her. Marion opened the door just as Aaron Bella drew, drew even with it. Her face was flushed and her eyes were red. Jobs had been crying. You snake! Marion recouped furiously. She threw her back her all her hair. Continued said, He's mine. I'm not going to give him up without a fight. Then you can have one, Arabella said quietly. We're getting married. Ethan told you so. He won't marry you, the other woman replied. He loves me. He always has. He only wants you. She let her eyes punctuate that coldly sarcastic remark. You're quite a novelty, but you'll wear thin pretty quickly. You'll never give him to the altar. He's making the wedding arrangements already. He won't marry you, I tell you. Marion flashed. He only divorced me because I ran around with him. It seems like a good reason to me, Aaron Barrow returned. She was shaking inside, but she wouldn't back down. He hurt his pride. What do you think he did to mine, having you turned in my face from the day we married? She burst out. There's all Aaron Bella this, Aaron Bella that, from the whole damned family. Nobody could have lived up to you. Nobody. I hated you from the start because Ethan wanted to. Her eyes were wet with tears, and she was sobbing as she tried to speak. Imagine that, she laughed openly. I had twice your experience of this sophistication. I was more beautiful and sought after than you could ever hope to be. But it was you he wanted. Your name, he whispered when he made love to me. She leaned against the wall, crying helplessly. What? Aaron Bella gave her. What? Aaron Bella gasped. It was only when I accused him of using me as a substitute for you that he stopped being capable of making love to me, Mary said something. He was obsessed with your body. He still is, probably. She added, railing a little. Because he never had it. Now he'll get his fill of you, and then maybe I can have him back. Maybe I can make him want me. He did love me, she was breaking me. He loved me, but I couldn't make him want me, too. Damn you, Aaron Bella. He could have wanted me if he hadn't been for you. <laughs> she went back into her room and slammed the door, leaving a shocked, staggering Aaron Bella in the hall. She managed to get into her room without really seeing where she was going. She fumbled the light switch on and locked the door before she collapsed into bed. Was Miriam telling the truth? Had Ethan been so obsessed by her body 
that it even affected his marriage? Was it possible for a man to love one woman but lasts after another? She knew so little, had such a faint experience of men that she didn't know. The one thing she was certain of was that Ethan still wanted her. It might not be enough to base a marriage on, but she loved him more than her own life. Desire was all he had to give her. Perhaps she could build on that and teach him someday to love her. She wasn't as beautiful as Marion, but he said once that inner qualities were just as important. His adore that afternoon and that night were proof that he so-called that his so-called impotence with Marion was just a fluke. Surely, if he could want one woman, he could want another. Marion had heard his pride, and his body had rebelled. But at supper, he warmed to Marion. So might that. Might that not affect his ability to want the other woman? Marion had declared war in the hall, and Arabella was afraid that she might not be able to compete, especially when compared to the more beautiful older woman. Her mind gave her no peace at all. It was much later when she closed her eyes and went to sleep, leaving all the worries behind. Things looked a little brighter, and when she awoke the next morning, she had to be more confident. She could work at her appearance, at her personality. Perhaps she could become like Miriam, and then Ethan might be able to love her. She might still get Miriam to acknowledge feet using her own tactics against her. She put on her prettiest pale green cotton sundress with its dropped square neck and chinked waist and full skirt. It was a flirty kind of dress, and it matched her eyes. She made her hair into a neatly coiled Finnegan on top of her head and deliberately used more makeup than normal. She had a pair of huge earrings she never liked, but she wore those too. The result was a much more sophisticated version of herself. She smiled seductively and nodded. Yes, the sophisticated woman was what Ethan wanted. She could be that. Certainly, she could. She went downstairs with a bounce in her stride. If only it wasn't for the stupid cast. She might really look seductive, she thought. Learning at the bulky thing, well, only a little while longer and it would be off. Then she could really do some important shopping for the right clothes. When she got to the breakfast table, Ethan and Miriam were already there, with Corin and the housekeeper, Betty Ann, busy alternating between kitchen and dining room with platters of food. Miriam and Ethan appeared to be in intense conversation and not a hostile one, because he was smiling gently and Miriam was hanging on his every word. Marion even looked different this morning. Her long hair was plighted and hanging down her back. She was wearing a t-shirt and jeans, no makeup at all. What a change, Heron Bella thought almost hysterically. She and the other woman looked their own opposites. Ethan turned and saw Arabella and his jaw clenched. His eyes narrowed with something she couldn't quite find. Well, good morning, she called Galilee, bluffing it out. She bent over Ethan's tall figure and brushed her mouth teasingly over his mouth. How are you? And how are you, Miriam? Isn't it a beautiful morning? Miriam murmured something inappropriate. Being concentrated on her coffee, giving Arabella a glare before she lifted her cup to her lips. Arabella settled down, still with a bounce, and poured herself a cup of coffee. I guess Corin and I will go to Houston today to find my wedding gown. If you don't mind, Ethan, she said briefly. I don't want something exquisite. Ethan stared down into his coffee cup. Energy images of the past were dancing behind his eyes. Marion had said something similar when they become engaged. She'd even looked as Arabella did now, all so sophisticated and light-hearted. Had he been completely and totally wrong about Arabella? Did money matter her now that she was apparently without a career? 
now that she couldn't earn her own way, or was she trying to compete with Marion by becoming the same kind of woman? Mentally, he dismissed the latter. Arabella knew he didn't want another Miriam. She couldn't make the mistake of trying to emulate a woman he despises. He couldn't bear the thought of another marriage like the first one. Why had he committed himself? Why hadn't he committed himself? He wanted to get rid of Miriam, but now it seemed he might be walking back into the same trap. Corinne came in with a plate of biscuits, took a look at Arabella, and then told Arabella, how different you look there. You like it? Everybody else was wrong. I thought I'd try something new. You feel like going to Houston with me today? Corn put the plate of biscuits down. Certainly, if you'd like to. By all means, go ahead, Madam said Oscar. I'll keep peace and company. She added with a rather sly smile at her ex-husband. Ethan didn't answer. He was trying to absorb a change in Arabella. He didn't say anything to her at all through breakfast, and Arabella began to feel nervous. He and Mar Miriam had been talking earnestly. Now he looked uncomfortable when she mentioned the wedding gown. Was he having second thoughts? Didn't he want to marry her after all? Suddenly he got up from the table and started having it. Just a minute, Ethan. Mary called quickly. I see you, chance. I need to ask you something. She ran to join him, clutching seductively at his arm as they went outside the room. What a nice way to start the morning, Arabella said over her second cup of coffee after half an hour later. Corn pattern. Don't worry, Sal. Let's get going. I'll just run into the kitchen and tell Betty Ann where where we'll be. Arabella continued to think about the scene at breakfast. The phone rang and she got to, up to answer it. Since Corin and Betty Ann were occupied, considering the stout note the day had started on, she couldn't have expected it to be her father. She thought when his curt voice came over. How are you? He asked stiffly. She curled the cord around her fingers. I'm much better, thank you, she replied, her tone just as stilted. And your hand? I won't know until the cast comes off, she said. I hope you had the sense to let an orthopedic surgeon look at it, he said after a minute. A specialist was called in, yes, she replied. Her father made her feel ten years old. There's a good chance that I may be able to play normally again. Your host filled an injunction against me. So that I can't touch the joint account and told her, That wasn't kind of you, Arabella. I have to leave too. She bitterly, I, I know, but. You'll have to send me a check, he countered. I can't live off my brother. I'll need at least $500 to get me through. Thank God we have good insurance, and I'll want to hear from you as soon as your cast is off and you've seen the specialist. She hesitated. She wanted to tell him that she was marrying Ethan, but she couldn't get the words out. It was amazing how he intimidated her. And she had grown woman. It was a habit, she supposed. He always controlled her. He still did. She was just a wimp, she thought. I'll call you, she promised. Don't forget to check, you know, Frank's address. That was all. No words of affection, no comfort. He hung up. She stood staring blankly at the receiver before she had time to show her concern. Corn was back, and they were off to Houston in Corn's black Mercedes Benz. They browsed through the exclusive bridal department at an exclusive store in Houston for an hour before Arabella was able to choose between three exquisite dresses, dress designer gowns. The one she said her one was traditional with alec lace over white pinot rose and delicate modified v-neckline that plunged to the waist, but it's such a way to be discreet. It was unique and incredibly sensual at all at once. She chose a traditional veil as well, one with yards and yards of fabric that Ethan 
would be required to lift her in the ceremony. Arabella felt the sense of tradition in her toes because she was going to her wedding bed of her chin. The pleasure, the pleasure of the day had been frankly spoiled by Ethan's attitude and Maram's changed image. Arabella still didn't understand what had got wrong so suddenly, and even as she was choosing the gown, she wondered if she'd really get to wear it. He said he could change his mind. She wouldn't even blame him. Probably he was finding it hard going to give up Marion, and the divorce had only been final for three months. Cornette said that he'd been moody during those three months, too. She found out the gown as the saleswoman wrapped it with care in, in its distinctive box. What a blessing, you're a perfect size, going to mind. No alterations, that's a good omen. Arabella managed to wink now. I could use one. The older woman gave her a curious look as she gave the saleswoman her credit card, but it wasn't until they completed their shopping, right down to delicate silk and lace undergarments and nylon hose, and were on their way back to Jacobsville that she finally asked Aaron Grill what was wrong. I wish I knew why Ethan was so distant this morning, she told him. Mariam's doing, no doubt, Cohen said to her. Don't underestimate her. Ethan's treating her too nicely, and she likes it. I won't underestimate her, she has to The phone call I got this morning was from my father. He called and asked me to send him a check, she queried her. Well, he's still my father, she said to Vince. But of course he is. I should have paid for the gown, she said suddenly. And if the wedding is called off, it won't put any strain on your budget. Listen, dear, our budget doesn't get strained, and you know it, she frowned at Arabella. This was Ethan's idea. He wanted you to have a designer gown. I think he's changed his mind. He and Miriam were getting thick before breakfast. Arabella said miserably, going like, oh, Arabella, I wish I knew what was in my eldest's mind. Surely he isn't letting a woman get under his skin again. Miriam said that he wanted me when he married her. Miriam, Bella pulled it out. Her lower lip temple. She accused me of fucking her marriage. Ethan's always wanted you, the older woman said surprisingly. He should have married you instead of letting your father spirit you away. He was never happy with marrying him. I've always felt that she was just a stopgap for him, poor substitute for you. Perhaps Marion realized it, and that was what went wrong. Wanting isn't loving, Arabella twisted a personal. I may not be sophisticated, but I know that. You look pretty uptown to me today, Corinne complained with his mom. The sundress is very attractive, and I like the way you're wearing your hair. Ethan certainly noticed. She added wiggling. I thought Marion was getting his undivided attention this morning, and he wasn't. Snarling at her. Men get funny when they stop thinking about marriage, Corinne asked her. Now stop worrying. Ethan knows what he's doing. But did he? Aaron Bell wondered. She might be helping him to make an even bigger mistake than he had before. And when they got back to the ranch, she found more cause than ever to be concerned. Betty Ann was coming down the staircase with a tray when Corey and Arabella walked in with a huge dress box. What are you doing carrying a tray upstairs at this hour? Corey asked the housekeeper and found. Arabella had a faint premonition even as Betty Ann's. Ethan fell, Betty Ann stood. Had to be took to the hospital and x-rayed with, her with herself. She jerked her head toward the staircase. Hanging on in for dear life. Is he all right? Corian asked the question for both of them. Mild concussion, nothing really serious. They wanted to keep him overnight, but he insisted on coming home. The housekeeper said, He's been up in his room ever since, with herself hovering, hovering, and when he wasn't demanding things, he was cussing. She glanced at Worley there. I don't know what Miriam told him, but he's been anxious to see Aaron, though. Too anxious and too angry. Aaron Bella felt her knees going weak. 
Could her father have called back and told Ethan about the check he demanded? She knew Ethan would be furious. She just hadn't counted on him finding out so quickly. How had he found out? I guess I better go up and see him, she murmured. We both will, Corian said shortly. They marched upstairs. Ethan was lying on top of his bed with a faint gash on his forehead that had been stitched, making a red and black pattern on the dark skin. He was fully clothed and Marion was sent with an angelic look by his bedside, the ministering angel. So you finally came back. Ethan began glaring at Aaron. I hope you enjoyed your shopping trip. You knew we were going to get my wedding gown, she said, mildly defensive. It's lovely, too, one of their most expensive currencies, a designer gown. Yes, I had one of theirs when I was married, Mary him said with a demure flirting glance. Didn't I, darling? What happened to you, Corinne said. I got tossed, Ethan said to her. Every rider comes off now and again. I was helping Randy with the new Mustang and the string. And the string. We both, we broke for Luke Harper. I got pitched into the fence on my way down. It's nothing. Except the concussion, Corinne might hurt. Obviously, that didn't bother anybody except Marion. He said ignominiously, glaring at his mother and Aaron Bell. Corin glared back at him. You're in a sweet mood, I see. Well, I'll help Betty Ann. Are you coming, Marion? She added pointing. Oh, no. No, no, I'll sit with Ethan. He shouldn't be alone since he had a concussion. Marion said, smiling as she laid a protective hand on Ethan's big, lean one. Corian went out. Aaron Bella didn't know what to do. He didn't look as if he needed protecting from his ex-wife, and the way he was looking at Aaron Bella made him want to hide. Did you hear from my father? She asked him hesitantly. No, I didn't hear from your father, he said coolly. Get me a beer, will you, Miriam? Miriam looked as if leaving was the last thing she wanted to do, but Ethan glared at her, and she left reluctantly, her eyes darting nervously from Ethan to Aaron Bell. That nervous glance made better sense when she closed the door and Ethan let Aaron Bell have it with both barrels. Thank you for your love and concern, he said coldly. How kind of you to give a damn if I killed myself on a horse. She felt her knees going, what do you mean, she asked. You might have told mother at least, he persisted. He tried to sit up, grimacing and grabbed his head, but he growled first when she made an automatic move to him. Just keep your distance, honey, he said harshly. I don't want you, your belated attention. Marion was here, thank God. She looked after me. I don't understand what you're talking about, she said, exasperated. You had a phone call before you left the ranch, didn't you? You know, but yes, of course, she began. Marion told you I'd been hurt and I needed mother to drive me to the hospital, but you didn't say anything? You just, not one word to her? Were you getting even because I didn't pay you enough attention at breakfast? Or was it a way to get back at me for what happened last night? Did I go too far and scare you out of your virginal wits? Her head was swimming. Surely she, he wasn't quite rational after the now knock on his head with all these wild statements. Ethan, Miriam didn't call me, she protested. I didn't know you were hurt. He just admitted that you got the phone call, so don't bother denying it. He added furiously when she started to do just that, explaining that it was her father who called on her. I should have never divorced Miriam. When the chips were down, she cared and you didn't. I hope that damn dress you bought is returnable, honey, because I won't marry you on a bet. Now get out of my room. Ethan, she burst out, horrified that he could actually leave her capable of such hard-boiled behavior. I only took you in because I felt sorry for you, he said, giving her a cold appraisal with silver eyes. I wanted you like hell, but marriage isn't too high a price to pay for a mercenary virgin with eyes like cash registers. It's all too plain now that I was right. 
that all you were interested in was financial security for me, and probably for your damn father. Before she could answer that, I found a chart set up in the bedroom. I said, get out. I don't want to see you again. If you believe I'm that mercenary, then I'll go. She replied, shaking with me. I'm glad to know how you really feel about me, that it was only desire and pity all along. His eyes flashed so fast. The same goes for me. There's no different than Marion was. Out for all you can get. You even look like she used to. So that was it. Too late, she realized how her sudden change of appearance and her entrance in an expensive wedding gown must have seemed to a man who had already been used for his wealthiness. You don't understand, she began. Oh, yes, I do, he turned hotly. His head was throbbing somewhere inside. He knew he was being unreasonable, but he could hardly think at all for pain and outrage. Will you get out? She went. She could barely see through her tears, almost bumping into a satisfied-looking Marion as she went down the hall toward her own room. Her temper flared as the smug expression on the older woman's face. Congratulations, she flashed Mary. You got what you wanted. I hope your conscience lets you enjoy it, if you have one. Mary shifted up. I told you he's mine, she said to Pittsburgh. He has He was never yours, Sarah said, brushing angrily at her tears. He was never mine either, but at least I loved him. You only wanted what he had. I heard you say so before you married him. It isn't your heart that he broke. It was your ego. He was the one who got away, and you couldn't take it. So now you're going to get him back, but you'll be cheating him. You don't love him even now. And if you're not pregnant, I'm a brain surgeon. Mary went white. What did you say? She gasped. You heard me, Arabella. So what are you going to do? Get eaten into the altar and pretend it's his? That's just what he needs now, to have you come back and finish what you started. You almost destroyed him once. Are you going to finish the job? I need someone, Marion protests. Try the father of the child you're carrying, Arabella replied. Marion wrapped her arms around her. My child was none of your business, and neither is Ethan. If he loved you, he'd never have believed you could ignore him when he was hurt. Arabella nodded. Yes, I know that, she said, pain deep in her tongue. And that's the only reason I'm leaving. If I thought he cared even a little, I'd stay and fight you to the death. But if it's you he wants, then I can bow out gracefully. She laughed bitterly. I should be used to it. I did it four years ago. Look how happy you made him, man. Could be different this time. It could, but it won't. You don't love him, Aaron Rome said. That's what makes it so terrible. Even if he loves you. She turned away and went into her room, sickened by the thought. It was like history repeating itself. The wedding gown in its box was lying on her bed. She tossed it into a chair and threw herself across the bed, crying her heart out. It didn't matter that Marion was the snake who betrayed her. It was the fact that Ethan didn't believe she was innocent. That was what hurt the most. If, she didn't tr if he didn't trust her, he certainly didn't love her. She'd been living in a fool's paradise, thinking his door might lead to love. Now she knew that it wouldn't. Desire was never enough to compensate for a lack of real feeling. She pleaded a headache and spent the rest of the night in her room, even refusing supper. Having to watch Miriam cloak would be the last straw, and she had no stomach for any more arguments with Ethan. She knew from painful experience that once his mind was made up, nothing was going to change it. She'd have to leave in the morning, and at least she'd still have a little money and her credit card. She could manage on that. She could go to a hotel. Her eyes were red with tears. Damn Miriam. The other woman had found the perfect way to foul up everything. Now she'd have... Ethan again, just as she planned. Well, Arabella thought viciously, they deserved each other. 
so much for all the pretense. Ethan had admitted that he only been desired that he felt that he could eat her, and that's why he invited her here. Probably the excuse of keeping Mary in my bag had been fictitious, like his so-called impotence. She never believed another word he said. She told herself from it. If they were, if they were quits, it was just fine with her. If Marion was what he wanted, he could have her. She put on her gown, turned out the light, and lay down. Amazingly, she slept. Corin finally found five minutes alone with her son. Miriam had given in to drowsiness and gone to bed. Can I bring you anything? Corin asked her. We didn't have a proper supper. Aaron Bella went to her bed hours ago with a headache. Too bad, Ethan said coldly. Corin's got on. What's eating you? Come on, out with it. Miriam phoned the house before you and Aaron Bella left for Houston to tell you I needed a ride to the hospital. He said Aaron Bella didn't even bother to tell you. Apparently, the shopping trip meant more than any little injury of mine. Corrine gave kind of, what are you talking about? There was only one phone call, and it was from Aaron Bell's father. Is that what she told you? He asked when he was hard left. Did you talk to him or hear him? Did Betty Ann? Corrine moved close to the bed, her eyes full of disapproval and concern. I had hoped that you cared about Aaron Bella, she said. I hoped that you'd be able to see through Miriam's litter this time to the cold, selfish woman underneath. Perhaps that kind of woman really appeals to you because you're as incapable of real love as she is. Ethan's eyebrows went straight up. I beg your pardon. You heard me. I don't need proof that Aaron Bella didn't lie. She wouldn't walk away and leave an injured animal, much less an injured person. I believe that because I know her. Because I care about her, she stared down at him. Love and trust are two sides of one coin, Ethan. If you can believe Aaron Bell is capable of such a cold-blooded act, then I suggest that you forget marriage and put Miriam's ring back through your nose. God knows, right now I think the two of you deserve each other. She turned and left him there, picked up a cup from the table and slammed it ferociously at the clothes door. He knew he was fuddled, but his mother had no right to say things like that to him. Why would Miriam lie about a phone call that he could certainly check? All he had to do was get the record of where the call originated from the phone company to prove a lie. Anyway, Miriam had been different lately, very caring and warm, and he actually enjoyed her company. He knew all about the men she was in love with, and he'd done his best to encourage her to go back to the Caribbean and try again. So that meant she wasn't interested in him as a man anymore, and it gave her no reason to try and break up his apparent romance with Arabella. Or was it all ruse on Miriam's part to get him back? Could Arabella be innocent of what he accused her of? He didn't want to think about that, because if she was, he just ruined everything. Again, he groaned. It was the way Arabella had dressed, the thing she said about getting an expensive wedding gown, and then the way it had hurt when Miriam said Aaron Bell was going to Houston anyway, despite his condition. He was concussed, and his mind wasn't working properly. He'd been sure that Aaron Bell loved him, but when Miriam said she wouldn't come to see him about it, he thought he'd been mistaken. Then he worked himself into a lather, thinking that she'd only wanted to use him, as Miriam once had. Mary had been so different lately that he'd been sure she changed. That she wasn't the same self-seeking woman she had been, but was she different? Or was he just susceptible because his head was stopping and Arabella had hurt him? He lay down and closed his eyes. He wouldn't, he couldn't think about that right now. He'd think about it in the morning instead when his throbbing head was a little clearer. Then he'd face the future if he still had one with Arabella. End of chapter 8. See, why well, I said I didn't like this chapter.
Nine's not any. Nine's not any better.